There is treasure in and beyond your pain. What you seek is seeking you, beloved. To feel, transmute and alchemize pain is your power. And this power is within you right now. If you'll only give yourself permission to access it. To tune in to the truth of who you are. To allow the healing of your soul. Self-healer. Rise. Hi beloveds and welcome back to Beautifully Empowered. As I'm sat here having my breakfast... By the time I post this, it won't be at a time when I'm actually having my breakfast. But you know what I'm saying. I was having this thought about how interesting it is. And this is about veganism, by the way. And it's not really just about veganism. It's about just in general how we as human beings, when we're operating from fear, we like to police what other people do with their bodies. Now, the thing about podcasting is that you can have a particular perception of something and then talk about that same thing and in six months time have maybe a wider perspective or a different perspective. So I don't know if I've said some of this already in my last podcast I did about veganism. My thing is about podcasting, it's just like a photograph, you're stamping somebody's consciousness. So my consciousness is stamped at a particular like date because I'm recording the consciousness stream at that particular time and then my perception can change. And you get people that say things like, yeah, but you said this in this podcast like three years ago. And I'm like, yeah, because that's where my consciousness was then. I think as human beings, we need to allow each other to, well, it's not like we need each other's permission, but people evolve. People's perceptions change. People's ideas change. My personality has always been the same. Like I've always been Amy Letitia. Like my personality has never changed. But who I am on the inside like my subconscious, my lunar, like who I am, like my core, my core integral self, that I believe, that I know that I've gone through huge evolution. So I'm always changing. And I think that that's just the nature of being on this, I don't know, not the path, but like choosing to evolve. And evolving to me personally just means that I personally every day want to be not a better person than I was yesterday, but for a lack of a better word, yes, a better person than I was yesterday. And not in a kind of self-righteous kind of like, I don't want to leave room in my life to sin or I, like, I don't want to build up karma, you know. It's not that, it's just that we've all been through trauma and pain on this planet, like various degrees of trauma, big trauma with a capital T and small levels of trauma with a lowercase t. But ultimately, as I said in a, in a few podcasts ago, can't remember where when exactly I said it but like with physical bodies like and we live in this 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 physical plane but we're also spirits as well and if you're on a physical plane then in this plane of existence when you have the polarity of pleasure and pain there is no such thing as not feeling pain it's it's that polarity of pleasure and pain and we're always at some level swinging back and forth and back and forth and what you want to do is try and get yourself in the middle you know I'm looking at Taoism it's like the middle way and I was thinking about just bringing it back to veganism as we're three minutes into the podcast and I haven't just got straight into it I was thinking about how interesting it is that like when I felt like I said this in a in my last podcast about veganism I'm not going to repeat what I've said but I'm just going to like expand on certain things that I might have mentioned there like when I first so-called went vegan, 
<laughs> I don't identify with that word anymore. Although when people ask, I do say, yes, I eat vegan food um, and I care about animals and that's not really changed. Um, but it's interesting when I was out for food a couple of weeks ago and I asked them, do they have any vegan options? And I got into a discussion with somebody and that individual said, oh, so you're vegan. And like the way that they said it, they were like, oh, so you're vegan. And I'm like, okay, so I've just picked up from your tone of voice and the way that you're looking at me and your huge display of disappointment toward the fact that you have now painted over me this big V, you know, for vegan. It's like, I'm not even going to like react to that. I will respond to it because react and respond are two different things. Like reacting is coming out of a, a trigger that you just get so triggered that you just like, you don't even think about what you're saying. You just, you just like react into it. And responding, responding to something that, yes, may have triggered you, but you're not acting out of, like, the wound. You're not acting out of the wound. I responded. I took, a, like, a few seconds to just, like, what was he really saying underneath that, you know? Like, and it was a random person as well. Just some, some, I'm a very chatty person, just randomly talking to this individual. And this individual's like, oh, so you're vegan? Like, how long have you been vegan? Like, why did you go vegan? Like, and these questions didn't come out of, like, a place of genuine interest. Now, I'm a really intuitive individual, Cancer Sun, Scorpio Moon, Cancer Venus, Cancer Lilith, like, Cancer Mercury. Like, yes, yeah, I'm very intuitive, very feeling. And if I feel that, because I can read subtext, like, I can feel it, because I'm, I'm watching your body language, I'm looking, you know, I'm, I can hear the tone of your voice. And if there's no like underlying, like I'm interested in your perspective, I'm not going to entertain it. And it was really interesting. This individual um, was just, you know, very deflective of my genuine response. And so I just really cut off that conversation really quickly. And it, that kind of energy of like, not policing the, what I put in my body and things like that, but I think we all do it. Like, I think like just during COVID, like we can see how, and we may have done it in subtle ways. I mean, I've, I've seen myself where I've done it a little bit and this is about self-awareness, isn't it? It's not really about what the world is doing out there, but really about looking at yourself as an individual and seeing how you might police somebody, you know, like, you know, in terms of like what I mentioned as well, like when you have such a problem with this person eats pork or this person isn't religious like I have I know somebody and this individual is it's not somebody that I choose to have in my life it's a family member of somebody that I choose to have in my life so every now and again I might be in the presence of this individual and it's very often than not 99% very uncomfortable for me because this individual is very controlling um, and doesn't allow space for people to be who they are. Everybody has to fit into where this individual wants them to be. And it's very uncomfortable for me because this individual is also controlling with me and I'm a Scorpio moon and Scorpio moons will not be controlled. So it's very interesting. And I just said to this individual when they were trying to kind of like police my thoughts, I just said to this individual, okay, I understand your perspective. What is it about my viewpoint and my perspective that causes you to get agitated why can you not can you allow me to have my perspective and you have yours and that be okay because I don't agree with you but I'm not here saying that what you believe and what you say is wrong and it kind of like this person kind of just was just like didn't know what to say and that's the thing like if somebody tries to get into an argument with me maybe 
six years ago, maybe I would get into an argument, but I don't know, maybe there was some like unconscious like motive to kind of have an argument. But now it's like, what is it you're trying to prove? What is it you're trying to say that my God is bigger than yours? I'm a better person than you because I'm sustainable, zero waste and eat vegan food. I've seen particular people, and then, and this is, it's not even about veganism, it's not about what football team you support, it's not about whether you've had the COVID vaccine or not, it's not about whether you're religious or not, it's not about whether you have a degree or not, or how much money you've got, do you have a mortgage or do you rent? Are you black or are you white? Like, because you look white to me, but it's like, why, why does any of this really matter? Like, you know, it's like, do you have privilege or do you not? <laughs> it's like, what what are people trying to get to in what they're saying? When I first went vegan, I'm so sick of saying that, I went to these, like, I told you in the, the podcast that I did on veganism ages ago, that I, in the, I think in the first year of being vegan, I was very passionate about veganism. And that's not to say that I'm not passionate about it now. I'm passionate about everything just because it's a Scorpio moon thing. I'm just, if, I, if I'm interested in something, I'm very interested. There's no... Like, if I want to be a friend, I want to be your friend, you know? There's no, like, kind of, like, if you're an acquaintance, you don't know Amy Letitia, like, even this podcast, like, I choose to talk about certain things, and I am very private, and there's a lot of me that I hold back from podcasting, because it's not a way for me to kind of, like, unleash everything that I am to the world. It's a part, it's an aspect, um, a very particular area of my life which is to do with self-development the esoteric like spirituality that I'm allowing to uh be on this platform so that those that feel that they need that type of space to to listen to another's perspective on such a thing like spirituality and things like that that they can benefit from it you know and it's like I remember there were so many loving people in these vegan like they were called like pig save things where like I said we'd go to like I mentioned in my last podcast we'd go to like literal slaughterhouses and we'd stand outside the building with these little banners and like they, they were lovely banners they were they were not they, they were silent protests really um of just bearing what, what, what they would call bearing witness to the, these pigs and you'd stand there and as these big massive lorries would come in with all these gorgeous but also hideous pigs because I personally find pigs quite hideous at a physical level but obviously I see the consciousness and I'm like oh but this is a living being you know like it's alive what does it matter what it looks like you know are we really going to value something based on its appearance appearance but they smell and they're not exactly like a cat they're not really cute you know unless they're like little piglets so anyway that's just me being like <laughs> quite mean yeah so we would what they call bear witnesses where you just look at the pigs the pigs would be there for a few minutes before the truck fully went in um and people would be there just like crying their eyes out at these pigs and i felt that like deep down there was some unhealed wound that a lot of individuals that go vegan and are taking that unhealed wound and projecting it onto animals because the reason I say that is because these individuals some and I'm not saying all I'm saying it's actually a quite a small percentage of peak people what you would call militant vegans and you can see the difference in this community of people whether you get some people that are very loving and they love animals but there's no there's no kind of hatred for for toward people that eat meat 
it's just this is a decision that I've made and, and I'm, I'm you know and then you get like a percentage of people like a particular individual that is coming up in my mind now who will full-blown be like you do know what you're doing for your job don't you do you have any empathy that you're taking all these pigs in to get slaughtered you know because obviously we could hear the pigs being gassed out and they were all squealing it was just very traumatic um to be there and hear them outside the building just being like absolutely gassed out it was just you know it was very painful to hear that and I'm glad that I did hear it but and in other situations where they'd they'd put on that like these little tables of vegan food and promote all the big brands of vegan food to make you know to make people become aware that there is actually a lot of vegan food out there and you know bypassers would walk by and they'd be like oh I didn't know Skittles were vegan oh I didn't know this was vegan oh the original brand of Oreos are vegan oh you know and they'd ask these questions like you know why did you go vegan and this individual would just be like so you think it's okay for an animal to be in pain you think you're better than an animal because you're more evolved you know and it's like the way that this individual was attacking somebody that ate meat was so intrusive and so almost like abusive because this person clearly hasn't always been vegan you know I mean some people have my grandmother's been vegan for about 40 years um and that's before all the major brands like did their own like vegan off like you know I kept thinking to myself there's such a self-righteousness with you know I'm better than you because I'm straight and you're a weirdo because you're a guy and you like to be with guys personally you know and it's taken a while for me to to get to this point where I'm just like I don't care what people do it's none of my business and it does take a while to get there because I think you have to have a level of self-awareness where your consciousness is it's so wide like one of my friends said to me the other day um been friends with her since she was about 11 and she's I think she's 20 no she's 30 about 30 now and um she said to me like I really enjoyed your company the other day I really enjoyed your company the other day and it's just lovely to be with somebody that is so open-minded and I think this is the thing about orthodoxy and like how you can connect it to the Salem witch trials is that like when something's orthodox, especially like religion, veganism, like just any kind of thought pattern, if you look at the root of what that really is, especially when someone's like, oh my God's better than yours. Like, why does that matter? It's fear. And sometimes we have religions because people need to be shepherded they their fear needs to be shepherded i'm not saying that that's the reason religion exists because i think there's a beautiful aspect to every religion but when those religions become organized religions i think that's a little bit different and then you get like self-empowered women that are in touch with nature and then you get the church that like tells everybody oh if we can just like say that this is bad and this is good then we can like criminalize anybody that's outside of the church so you're a witch so we're going to burn you at the stake. Why is she a witch? Because she's in touch with nature. She's in she's in flow with the present moment. She doesn't have somebody over her telling her what to do. She's a witch. Burn her at the stake. <laughs> you're a bad person, you know. It's like you're a bad person because you eat meat. Like, the, I think there's like a re, like a divine reason as like everything is exists on that polarity swing which I understand and I'm coming to understand it even more. But like, when it's extreme and in the extreme nature of a Scorpio moon, it's it's an interesting thing to, to, to be able to get to this perspective where you're able to take your consciousness and like widen it so much 
that you're able to incorporate or not incorporate, not even tolerate, because I don't think tolerate is the right word. Like you're able to accept reality for what it is and not what you want it to be. Like to accept somebody, and it's very difficult when, I'm not saying that you accept somebody the way they are in in the sense of like, okay, I can accept you because your consciousness and I'm, we're both expressions of consciousness, but also I see that you're choosing a particular path in your life that is self-destructive. It hurt, you know, you're hurting people and you're having negative effects on my consciousness. It's affecting my consciousness. Therefore, I'm going to pull back. I'm going to like not have you in my life, not because I don't love you, not because I think I'm better than you, but because your consciousness is affecting my state of consciousness. That's not the same thing as accepting people for who they are. I don't think that you have, you can accept people for who they are, whether they eat meat or not, whether they've had, you know, it doesn't really matter, but you don't have to be close to that person. And I think that, I think when we give ourselves permission to just accept people for who they are and then decide is this somebody that I want in my inner close circle of friends or is this somebody that I want to date or is this somebody that like I feel fulfilled is, is this somebody that listens to me as I listen to them is this a 50-50 reciprocal relationship or do I feel energetically trigger word here do I feel energetically raped when I'm around this person because that's another thing as well like people that are policing other people like you know, I've had, you know, a particular individual that I can think of in my mind now say very homophobic things around me, knowing that I'm, I mean, labels negate, negate who you are really. And I've said this before that like, there's not really a label out there that I identify with, but if there was a label, it'd probably be um, pansexual, pansexual. And that word is just like, it's just a word anyway, but it just means that like, to me anyway, I think everybody would have a different perspective of what that word means. Is this that like, I love people for people. I love I love people for their soul. And it's a very Scorpio moon thing that like, yes, there has to be physical, physical attraction, of course. But that's the initial attraction to the person. Whether I fall or rise in love with an individual is based on that soul connection. It's a very deep, emotional, spiritual and physical connection that I have with particular individuals that I may so-called fall in love with and it's interesting that like somebody would want to police your innate emotional or romantic attraction to somebody you know it's just very interesting it's just, it's, it's I just find it interesting that we as human beings need to get to a point where we actually do evolve because if we stay at this whole black and white left and right up and down god and the devil like have we not acknowledged that there's a possibility i'm not saying that this is actual truth because is truth subjective that can be argued against or for but like what is the devil are we so afraid of the dark because we're so afraid of the darkness of our own psyche what's in the dark that you're scared of <laughs> like what is it what, why is the darkness so scary is it because we're met with the true self? Like what is hiding in the depths of our own psyche? That we can't even begin to fathom what that actually is like. And so because we were not willing to face the darkness of our own psyche, maybe people show up in our lives to trigger that. 
because as within, so without. So whatever's going on in your psyche, the, those unacknowledged parts of you, they need to be witnessed somehow. And maybe that is a case of when somebody is so militant about a specific belief, why does that person need to control somebody else? Is that person in control of themselves? Is that person out of control? And it, it's an interesting thing, like you, you can apply it to like literally anything. Like it's nothing, it's not even, I know that there's, it's not really about veganism. It's not about what football team you support. It's not about whether you're religious or not, how much money you've got. You have a, you know, you have a mortgage, you don't, you rent, like you have a boyfriend, you don't, you're single, like, why do we view our existence through this polarity, extreme swing of you either do or you don't? Well, hey, why does nobody ever talk about what's in the middle, the, the very obvious connection between the yin and the yang, that perfect mystical marriage of the alchemical king and queen, you know, and what's a result of that is that philosopher's stone. And it's like, why do we, it's, I suppose it's not even about why, but like, if we notice, because sometimes when we ask questions about society, like, why do people do this and why do people do that? It's like, sometimes that conversation just ends there. Like, why do you even do that? Like, how about, instead of asking why, like being like, okay, so if that's what you do, because everybody has a reason as to why they do something, you know, if somebody's manipulative, or somebody's abusive, or somebody has narcissistic traits, yes, you can accept that that's who they are, but there is going to be a reason as to why they're like that. And it comes, the foundation of all of that is just their own experience of childhood, abu childhood abuse and their inability to meet themselves at the, at the inner child level, or at least they struggle with that. And if we as individuals are able to consciously think about our actions, consciously think about why we choose to do something, meet the unconscious and face it, then yes, we're only one individual, but we're one individual that is helping to bring balance in this very extreme polarised society that, that has just accepted the way things are. And I don't mean accepted things the way they are, as in like, this is reality and we accept it and that's okay. No, but it's like, <laughs> when I was watching Discover Discovery of Witches the other day on Sky, because I really, I really like it, talks about alchemy. Um, <laughs> and they were saying there's, there's a congregation of like witches and demons and, and in this congregation, it's a congregation that's pretty much like the Orthodox church or the government or whatever. And it's very patriarchal. And it's a congregation that has so-called protected people for 600 years. But what it's actually done is enabled a lot of um, discrimination. Um, say, for example, vampires. So it's vampires, demons, witches. So vampires are eternal, but yet a demon just lives a, like, a, like a, a human lifespan. So there's an inequality within this, this group of creatures that are hiding from society because human beings don't want to face their own monster within. So how can they face these witches, demons and vampires? Very interesting. And, and then the main character, um, Diana, <laughs> it's interesting she's called Diana because it's a very esoteric name. She basically, she's a witch and she basically marries and has, a, has twins to a vampire. And they 
overturn or kind of overthrow this congregation because it's causing division and it's based on separatism it's based on the separation of, of species or so-called species and it's it's not equal and so in the third season she kind of wants to i mean i've not seen all of the third season so can i tell you what i'm up to she is all for giving the highest position so it was ruled by a white man She's white herself, a white man, and he was very patriarchal and very controlling, doing everything out of fear. And there was a lady in the group, a um, black lady, she was a demon, and Diana, who is a witch, also has demon blood, but she's known as a witch in the programme, in the series. She says, I vote for this particular lady who has been the most overlooked in the whole of the congregation. It's a black lady. And it, and it shows so much that, like, in our society, that the, the, they speak about this, that the most overlooked people in our, on, our, on our planet are those of what we call ethnic minorities. Like, the way that I see it on this planet is that there's more melanated people on this planet than there are Caucasian people. So, for one, that's just incorrect. Like, even if there's not um, a large percentage of melanated people in England it's irrelevant like and we shouldn't really use I just think that that word's disgusting anyway like not disgusting in the sense of like I'm fighting against it but it's just it's it's horrible language like it's just horrible language and if and if it's if if we know that like yes in this matrix reality people people can be racist no not all white people are racist and not all black people are stereotypically what the media says that they are it's so distasteful to look at a human being as a minority because it devalues that person. Even if you mean, when you say minority, that there's less of this type of person, you know, in this country. Using that word has very strong subconscious connotations as to you are less than because you're an ethnic minority. You know, <laughs> it's like, no. Yeah, so Discovery Witches is just such a beautiful program and... It's like turning one substance into another, going from that lower base consciousness of ignorance, fear, patriarchal oppression, homophobia, racism. Like, is that is that the best that we can do? And is that the reality when people say, oh, it's just the reality we live in? Yes, but it might be the reality, you know, but if you have real eyes to see what is real about human beings is that we're all connected. So can we stop this bullshit of separation? And it doesn't mean, like I've said this before, it doesn't mean that just because at the fundamental level that we are consciousness expressing itself, whether you're a fucking tree or a human being, it's consciousness. We are all the same. So in that yin-yang symbol of the yin with a little spot of the yang and the yang with a little spot of the yin and how they meet together that perfect marriage of the divine feminine and the divine masculine, when they come together, what is the result of that? That's the, the it's the it's the wholeness of it, the philosopher's stone, the wholeness of perfect balance. So when you've got like two extreme opinions, sometimes you have to sit, it's very painful to do it, because I've done this in my own journey and whatever, but why do you have such a strong opinion about something? Why do you dislike something? And like I said before, sometimes it's not about why, but if you can observe, okay, yes, I have a very strong opinion about something. 
does that opinion actually serve you? Is it bringing you happiness? Does it bring somebody happiness to sit there and say that someone's a less lesser person because they decide to put the dead carcass of a pig in their mouth and eat it and enjoy it? Like, why does that make somebody a bad person? Who gets to decide what is good and what is bad? The nature of reality is that we live on this polarity spectrum, this polarity swing, where the male exists, the female exists. Where pleasure exists, pain exists. Where black exists, white Where the darkness exists, the stars shine out of that darkness. Where the darkness of the womb outcomes the birth of a child going from darkness into light when you're asleep at night and you're existing in that dark lunar space where your dreams are conceived in the darkness of the womb when you're asleep when you open your eyes that is your that is it like initiative initiatory the divine's giving you a chance again this this rising to bring forth those dreams that are conceived in the lunar space of the dream world bring them forth like the first question I ask myself when I get up before I'm hit you know hit with anxiety and like worries you've got to control the mind because the mind needs to be in service to the heart the mind needs to be connected to the heart and again that's balanced because the mind is masculine and the heart is feminine so there you've got that alchemical king and queen and it's like the divine's giving you an opportunity again. What do you want in this life? Do you want to police people? Or do you honestly get joy and satisfaction out of policing people, what they do with their bodies? Whether somebody's pro-choice or pro-life? Like, everything is so polarised. And when we can look at this nature of polarisation, we can really begin to really accept where we've allowed ourselves to be controlled controlled by lower thought patterns, controlled by people outside of ourselves because we don't know ourselves. And that's not to say that you're not going to get triggered. It's not going to, not to say that you're not going to get heated about things. It's not to say to not get passionate about something. I'm very passionate, but that's because I'm a passionate individual. But that's not to say that because I'm passionate about something you need to be passionate about as well. It's just that maybe we're different. <laughs> You know, when I'm thinking about Star Wars, it's like when you look at your birth chart, it's a Star Wars kind of thing, isn't it? It's like I'm vibrating at a very um, lunar level and my energy might not be as compatible with somebody that is vibrating at a very Uranus level or, or a Saturnian level even. And that's just the nature of when you came into this world, where was the moon when you were born? When you took your first breath, where was the moon? Mine was in Scorpio. Therefore, I have a very Scorpionic Pluto and Mars energy about me. And people will say that know me personally. Whether this is like coming across on my podcast, I do not know. I don't know how you guys are perceiving me and, and my energy and things like that. But in my closest relationships, that Pluto energy will show up. I'm very Plutonian. That's just the way it is. Um, but I'm also Cancer Stellium, Stellium, I don't even know how to say that word, but I've got four planets in Cancer, and I am very nurturing, I am very sensitive, I'm very good at reading energy, I'm very intuitive, I'm very connected to the dream world and imagination, and plugging myself into creativity, because that's just where I resonate, 
Somebody else might resonate at a very Venusian level, and that's okay. Somebody else might resonate at a very, I don't know, whatever. Whatever your birth chart is showing you, it's, it's like we don't have to even be at war with each other because, oh, well, Scorpio's not really, you know, compatible with an Aquarius. That's completely different energy. Yes, they're both fixed signs, but one's air and one, one's water. Yes, that's very okay to say things like that when you're into very mainstream exoteric astrology which again, there is the nature of separation in that. When you go to a deeper level of esoteric astrology, which includes the soul, it's soul-based astrology, which is about taking the nature of who we are as human beings, working with what, you know, you come in with a birth chart, it's the same as what it's going to be when you die. So have we, ab have we been able to evolve, to work with those energies and be able to evolve? Or do we just want to stay at this level of like, I'm against you? We're not compatible, okay? Maybe integrate a bit of like Aquarius energy into into your life if you don't have any of that energy. When particular energies show up in your life, work with the energy. It's not always about the individual. What is that? What is the energy that individual is bringing into your life? If someone's bringing very Saturnian energy into your life and they're very controlling, and it might be like a Capricorn energy or maybe Mary, <laughs> maybe um. Aquarius energy but I find Capricorn a lot more controlling because it's more like in the physical body whereas Aquarius is more the mind it's like why is that energy showing up to you you don't even have to esoterically interpretate that but you can learn from that situation you know isn't it a choice to eat vegan food or not eat vegan food isn't that a choice whether somebody says that it's a choice or not it's still a choice and if it's a choice, let people eat the way they want to eat. Because just as sex is so intimate and nobody has the right to police what you put in your body and how you treat your body. It's the same with food. What you put in your body is your business because that is you have free will on, you know, on this planet. And so I just thought that it'd be really interesting just to just to express just the nature of like polarization you can't take away somebody's choice and if you do try to take somebody's choice away you're ultimately taking your own away so it's a very short podcast but just felt like i needed to pop on here and share this with you okay bye